Buongiorno e benvenuti to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast of our love of all things Italian. What uh, that I'm about to say, what number episode it is, and I can't remember. It's 119. 119.19. Welcome again, and my name is Kimberly Holcomb, and I'm here with world famous Tommaso. Tommaso in Toscana. Oh, <laughs> que carina. <laughs> que carino. Speaking of Toscana, let me describe to you where we are recording this episode right now. It is October 9th, 2023, and it's about the equivalent of 85 degrees, but we are under a pergola of Glicine, Wisteria. However, this pergola, or this Glicine, I should say, has these odd, like, pea pods hanging from them. There's hundreds of them, and I asked some of the lovely women that work in the kitchen, I was like, what are these and she's like, Gleechnet. It's like, okay, maybe Tuscany has a different kind of Gleechnet, this particular pea pod characteristic. Anyway, we are cool in the shade. There's a lovely breeze, and we are at a very old, typical Tuscan farmhouse. They have about five guest rooms, and their property has olive trees, vineyards, every kind of vegetable you can imagine, and our favorite part, about eight dogs. Six yes. of them being little basotto, they're yes. called dachshunds, and then there's Margo. Margo the yellow lab. Yes, who loves us. Who had breakfast with me. And she <laughs> loves pasta. She had my, she had her, her face on my leg the whole of breakfast. Right. Give me those sad eyes. Right. She puts her face on our thigh to remind us she's there and that she loves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> and everything in between. So if someone arrives shortly, you will hear about 20 decibels of dog barking. It's just, You can't stay here if you don't love dogs. They are amazing. So again, we're in Southern Tuscany and this particular episode, we're just going to give you a recap of our first what, five days in into this road trip? And we'll start with our flight. We'll start with our flights. But can I just go back a little bit and just tell people about this wonderful farmhouse for one second? I feel like we're not at a farmhouse in Tuscany. I know we are. But it's also like the United Nations. Yes. We're here with, obviously, Italian hosts. They have uh, Argentine people working with them. A very lovely young Argentine couple. Gary the Philippine. It is just really pleasant. And we had a wonderful dinner last night with oh, a, a Swiss couple and their children. And this couple that ad adopted the little... The, one of the Basoto, one of the dachshund puppies. They adopted him. They came here from Rome to pick up this dog. And his name is Gregorio. <laughs> like a papa. <laughs> like the Pope. Pope Gregorio. Oh, it was such a lovely evening. But you know what? We will dedicate a future I know, episode to I know, this. I know, but I just wanted to set the tone of where we are. It's so, we're so we're happy. Not right happy. Now. We're not happy no, at all. Everything no. is so annoying. I've, I've torn my <laughs> ticket up to go home. <laughs> we're going to live here with Paula and everybody. Okay, speaking of tickets to go home. Um, 
again, this episode is to give you a general impression of our trip. We're not going to get into a lot of detail until we get home. But we flew here through Zurich. And as you many listeners might have known, we've had an issue with Swiss Air from a, 20 years ago that we're still getting. From September of 2001. Yes, we're still getting uh, documents and notices mm-hmm. about the bankruptcy. And we're, we'll probably get at least, at least four cents back in another 20 years <laughs> from the whatever amount of money we spent 20 years ago. But we flew through Zurich from Boston and then jumped on another connecting flight to Milano. And we did that for a number of reasons. Uh, we did it because we wanted to check out the new Swiss. We also wanted the airline. To, the airline. Uh, we also wanted to get an, a little bit of a of indicator of the immigration and customs in Switzerland. For those of you who may be having to come through Switzerland as opposed to Munich or Frankfurt, which we went through Munich and Frankfurt the last trip that I took here back at Christmas. And that was, it's a big airport. Switzerland, Zurich is a much smaller airport. Correct. Doesn't run 24 hours a day. But guess what was quirky? So when we got off the flight in Zurich, we had to go through customs. And Tommaso and I both said to each other, why is that? We are not in the Schengen zone and Switzerland is not an EU country. Thinking we would just carry on to Milano and do customs there. However... That didn't happen. We got off in Milano and just went and picked up our luggage. But then again, I was thinking of it from a couple of years ago where sometimes the Italians just don't really bother with customs on random days. So we might have just walked by, not noting, not, not noticing <laughs> that they were actually you know, on, on duty. So it was an easy flight. But again, you know, airlines, nothing is overly comfortable or you know overly spacious anyway it was fine it was fine it was exactly what one would expect in economy we don't have the budget for the ten thousand dollars for for a business class round trip although walking through business class on the way off the plane next time i think we're going to find some (laughs) pennies somewhere they make you walk through business class so that you can get jealous and then figure out how to pay for it on your next flight. Well, there weren't any empty seats in there, so I don't think there there was no lack of of demand. So we arrived finally in Milano. And as I've done many times before, it's very easy to pick up a rental car right in the Milan airport. It's You don't even leave the terminal. You go check in and I have VIP status with Europe car. (laughs) Tommaso was so impressed because they had a waiting list. You have to check in at a kiosk and say, I'm waiting to pick up my car. And it was at like number 44 and my number was like 58. All of a sudden, next thing you know, the display comes up, Kimberly Holcomb. Next, there was some. There was some angry people. There was people giving side glances right. to La Capa when she strolled up there after we walked in for thirty I'm a seconds. VIP. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a car, a Fiat Tipo, as we mentioned before. You know my love affair with Fiat. So we picked up our car, super easy. Got on the highway to drive to Torino, and the one thing we would like to share quickly, because for those of you that do drive and are on the Autostrada, which is the highway, the toll road. When you pick up your ticket, when you first enter the Autostrada paper ticket, you then, when you exit to get off to wherever you're going, you have to pay, which you can pay with a credit card or cash, but 
primarily it's a credit card. And you have to look for the signs as you're driving in to the toll booth area at high speed with everybody else. Look for the signs that have the illustration of coins, like money. Do not go to the booth that has the green, excuse me, that has the blue telepass. Right. That is, uh, for Americans, the equivalent of easy pass where you just drive through and it's red. Right. It's got the transponder. It actually has the EU symbol. Exactly. Do not go into that if you're in a rental car because that will be ugly and the people behind you will get multo multo. You'll be backing up. (laughs) Right. So anyway, our drive to Torino was fine, easy. And what did we both notice? The the road. The quality of the The, highways? Yes. I pay a lot of money in the United States if we had, particularly in Rhode Island, <laughs> if if we could actually have roads of this quality, you'd pay to get on and get off them. Oh, I see what you mean. Exactly. Yeah, well, it, it was great. I mean, the Fiat, I know La Coppa loves the Fiat Tipo. But it was totally fine. And anyway, the drive was great. We got there. <laughs> I, got, I, I just got run over on that one. As you I were. love Fiat. Okay. So, basta. So when we got to Torino, obviously, you had to park the car somewhere. Oh, right. And we got a parking garage. Well, I had planned that in advance, yes. looked online, paid. No, I didn't pay, but I, I reserved the spot in this particular parking lot because there is not an abundance of indoor parking garages. Right. And what happened when we drove in? A wonderful dog named Rex <laughs> right. greeting us. We see this very good-looking German Shepherd, and I used to own a German... I used to have a German Shepherd whom I love to pieces. And we saw this beautiful dog as we drove in. And we're like, oh, look at the cute dog. And all of a sudden, Tomas opens his door and there's Rex's face in his lap. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Hello, new customer. <laughs> it was great. What a greeting. And then Stefano, the owner of this lovely, clean garage. The floors. I, I know. Mean, you could they, eat they off painted. them. painted. I mean, it right. was beautiful. Right. So anyway, that was a very... Nice entry to Torino. I must say, you need a little bit of Vaseline to get the lubrication to get into the car when we pulled it out. <laughs> it was very yes, close to yes. the other ones. There wasn't, you know, there. there's not a lot of big pickup trucks in this country. No, and the smallest or thinnest of the people driving has to get into the car to be able to open the door so you don't hit the other person, the other car, and back out. Anyway, so that was a lovely entry to Torino And we stayed in a fabulous place that we will get into in detail again. But in general, our take on Torino was, it was like we were, we felt like we were the only visitors walking around this living, working city. Yes. Yes. And walking is imperative here because it was a beautiful walk to walk along the Po River at night. Mm, That was lovely. But it's a very, um, I don't know, there's a choice of everything there. Cafes, never-ending restaurants, the food was delicious. A lot of meat. Yeah, too much meat for me. But anyway, it was a really lovely time. And I have to say, I'm very, very glad we decided to go because I had not been to Torino in many years. We did a couple episodes on it prior to it. But we wanted to follow up on those episodes. So we have a lot more information when we do another episode on it. Yes, and I'll get to tell you guys about Bicharin, that coffee that we described in a previous episode. I had two. Tomasa only had one. 
but they were unbelievable. And I will also share with you about my experience at Le Venaria, one of the most extraordinary personal experiences. And it all came from being inside an interior, this beautiful, incredible Galleria. So that's kind of sounds quirky, but it really made my trip. So look up for that episode down the road. And then from there, we went to Pisa. We drove. Oh, Madonna, that is a very funny story. <laughs> yeah. I the, can't even get into it. We'll have to tell you in depth. That could take up two episodes. The it, fact we're still together is a really good thing. Is <laughs> a really good thing. That Fiat Tipo took a little bit of a beating within the city. <laughs> right. I, I think we used this word before we translated shit show into <laughs> Mostra di Merda. Getting out of Torino during a marathon, that's all we'll say, okay? <laughs> yeah. And you know what else? Maybe by the time we do this episode, we will have received the multiple fines <laughs> from the license plate from all their cameras watching us drive around the city when it's in lockdown due to a marathon, okay? So by then, we may not be as happy about this story. I'll just say, I'll just say one thing. We pulled up and all of a sudden we couldn't go any further. And there was a policeman there and Kimberly said in Italian, I'm sorry. And he went, so am I. <laughs> His face like you idiot. <laughs> it was awesome. But Pisa was quite different. I'll just briefly say that Pisa was quite different from Torino in that it is primarily all tourists, tourist driven due to the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yes. However, if you know when to go, how to go, and what to visit, we had a, an incredible visit at the Leaning Tower complex. Mm -hmm. I'll just say this one name, Campo Santo. Look that up, and it was spectacular. So after Pisa, we got back on the road in a much better frame of mind, mind you, because we actually left. Well, we finally got out. After going in reverse for a couple of kilometers. <laughs> yes. On a, on a sort of semi-paved. It wasn't even paved. Oh, oh, in, oh, oh. And gratidio that I paid full insurance for the car because during one of these backups, Tommaso goes, I'm just going to forget it. I'm just going to go forward. I can't stand this. My neck's hurting. So he rips around to the right and we hear... <laughs> It's one of those little barriers to Very prevent. Very low barrier. I couldn't see it. Prevent people from driving into a non-driving street. So yeah, one dent, multiple fines, I'm sure. And not to mention a couple of, <laughs> of, of shifts where if you can't, I went to the mode of if you can't find them, grind them. <laughs> anyway. That is another word for the wise. People that are not comfortable with a stick shift, a manual do rent your car about a year in advance to get an automatic. Right. I happen to love yeah, stick I shifts. Yeah, I do too. Always had stick shifts. But when you were under stress of the situation, he's like... <laughs> and I've got to say that Fiat Tipo, <laughs> the gearing is not as a fine it's mesh fine. As, as the Audis I've owned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Carrying on. So when we finally got on the highway, we decided we need a treat because that driving was a little, you know, annoying or just nerve-wracking. So I said, all right, let's go to Volterra for lunch. Volterra is yet one of these 
mountain towns. Yeah, mountain like 13,000 to- feet and Tom's driving. Ma- straight up <laughs> straight with stretch- <laughs> switchbacks, <laughs> which is God fun. For, thank God for downshifting. Right. So we went to Volterra because Tommaso has never been, and I have not been for several years, but not much has changed in that ancient village, which, by the way, if you just Googled Volterra, some sites do say it's the oldest continually inhabited city, quote, village in Italia, in Italy. But Matera down in Basilicata does hold that honor. However, we went, it is stunning and it was a Sunday, beautiful weather. Everyone is looking at October as a continuation of summer here. So why not do a road trip, which most Italians love to do on weekends. And their destination includes a very long and lingering lunch. So we had a lovely insalata mista, an Aperol spritz with an incredible view of these medieval towers. And it was really a super nice treat to break up the trip. And and just one other one other refresher course on the standard transmission. Oh, back to that. <laughs> when you go to park it. Oh, you, right. If you remember on the, a hill. The manual emergency <laughs> brake. Tommaso didn't. Yeah. Oh, we were at this like, what, 40 degree decline and we got out of the car and it starts going backwards. <laughs> I was like, uh, Tommaso, <laughs> that was funny. It could have gone down that dirt road and hit a uh, medieval. Yeah city wall it but didn't. he didn't he, right. he ran in anyway so it was a really sweet quick trip to Volterra and we can get into that in the future as well because everyone should see Volterra and off season and preferably not a weekend from there we drove to this part of Tuscany and as we got further south which Tommaso has never been this far south in Toscana he said look at the landscape it's totally morphing from it, it's becoming that picture book you see of Tuscany. Yes, well, that's because we're in the Val d'Orcia region, which is just spectacular. Olive orchards, rows and rows of olive trees, and they glisten. It's that silvery green, almost like a velvet leaf. So it glistens in the sun. So we saw rows of the olive trees, vineyards, the sloping hills, and everything has just been harvested. So all the dirt is turned up and the soil is a bit of a different color from where we had been further north. And then the ciprese, the cypress trees, just stick out against the soil and the earthen color of, you know, the fields that were harvested. It is truly lovely. And as I mentioned, where we are now, they have everything, their own olive orchard. They make their own olive oil, vineyards vegetables, you name it, and all these dogs. And everything we ate last night at dinner was all from zero kilometers. That is the buzz phrase, zero km, kappa m. And it's the fact that all these Italians are so proud to provide you a meal that is grown on their property or within less than one kilometer. And it's the new buzz phrase. It used to be like slow food. And now it's zero. Well, there's still both going on, but zero kilometer. It's a lovely 
lovely concept we should all implement. And that scoop of gelato that was in the middle of all those beautiful peaches they oh, harvested. Last night's meal was unbelievable. But you know what? I think we should share it for a future episode. Okay. All right. You think and we should so, save it for a future episode. Yes. Yes. Not sharing. We it. are off tomorrow morning, bright and early, for Firenze to meet some a couple coming in, friends of ours that we are going to escort around Bell Italia for eight days. And we will record one more episode while we're on the road. And we will be back, I don't know, the 20th of October and pick up again. We'll have more to share, but for right now, we're very, we feel very uh, privileged to be sitting under this pergola and talking to you from this lovely location. Va bene, Tommaso? Va bene. Time for a glass of wine? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, grazie mille. Grazie mille. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.